think that's very really important. The host environment has changed. Even have, we have more five-star and luxury hotels coming, you know, when the, these, these people, they come for staycations, they, they can't, I mean, they can't eat the hawker food for three meals and for three days trip or the whole weekend, you know, they have to find something else to to make them, their planning experience more complete. All this will drive for a better direction and and the whole dining scene to even improve. You're listening to Foodie Canteen. I'm your host, Castle Lim. And in this podcast, I'm sitting down with Southeast Asia's leaders, entrepreneurs, and content creators in the FMB space. You will learn about their trade secrets, or you'll just find them as your next door neighbor. This show is supported by Good Foodie Media. For foodie who wants to connect to the world through food, they curate the best spots to eat and drink in Malaysia, Bangkok, and Singapore. Check them out on Instagram for more. We have a special guest today. His restaurant was the only one in town voted into the 51 to 100 list of Asia's 50 best restaurants 2021. Time to sharpen up your cooking skills with the best chef in Georgetown. Hey Johnson, welcome to the show. Hey Casey, hi. So happy to have you here today. You are the chef and the founder of Gun, a modern Malaysian cuisine restaurant here in Penang and also a couple other F&Bs like Communal Table and Hao Shai. How did you start it as a chef? Uh, I After graduate of high school and I went to get my diploma in Australia, if you ask me what to get my inspiration to 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 push for this career, I would say, because I love cooking. I, probably it's my mom reason. You know, she loves to cook different kind of cuisine than I love cooking, than I love to taste the food. That's probably the reason drive me to this career. Yeah, and prior to starting this restaurant in Malaysia, you studied in the Gordon Blue in Sydney and traveled around the world for a bit, including like Middle East and Paris. How, how was the experience for you? Um, it was interesting. It's very diverse, you know, and 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 different continents, different type of cuisine. Uh, I traveled a few countries. It, it, it was a exactly different experience. And I I, I started from Sydney, Australia. Uh, Australia is a country with more diverse multiculture, and even the cuisine there is is a small like uh, produce driven. It's based on their fresh produce from from different climate because Australia has different climate. And then I moved there to, to Dubai. Dubai, you know, that, that is, it's completely different than Australia because they don't even really have their own fresh produce. So it's, it's totally different environment. So yeah, but, 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 but still there's a lot of, of restaurant hotels over there. So they work, they just, the people still work just, just in a different, different condition. And then I moved and then I moved back to Asia, to Hong Kong and Macau. That way I work for a French restaurant. It, again, it's a different training. You know, it's, it's a three-star Michelin restaurant. So the principle and the philosophies are very much strict over there. Uh, that's what I learned. And, and I moved to Europe for, for a short period of stage. And I end up in Paris uh, before I'm moving back to Malaysia. And uh, your schooling and working experience, they are more of, um, it's very European. 
And then now you're back in Malaysia where we're going to talk about Kun's concept later where you use a lot of neighborhood and local ingredients to enhance and make it into a fine dining concept. Was it a hard transition, you would say, because your background is more European and now it's very Malaysian? The process, I won't say hard. I mean, the idea when, when I decide when I'm coming back to Malaysia, I probably the idea is already started. I already started the idea I want to do something related to Malaysia. That's the reason why I decided to come back to Malaysia. And I mean, when, even though when I come back to Malaysia, I didn't open my restaurant for the first time. You know, I, I joined the other company, but even though... In that restaurant's eyes, I, I've been a cash chef. I start to use a lot of local produce. Even it's still a French restaurant, French restaurant, but I start to, to get across with a lot of local produce, you know, local inspirations. Even though the fundamentals still, fundamentals still within the French cuisine, but I think I start things bit by bit from there. Uh, yeah, I mean, the situation already been back since I decided to come back to Malaysia, as I say. But, you know... Uh, and things won't just come together in, in one go. Things go bit by bit. And, and, and yeah, and, and at the end, that's what we do at Gun. Yeah. Even when we started at Gun, uh, when you look through uh, what you have been done for the past four years, you know, where we started and what we are doing now, the, the type of foods, the type of cuisine, what we do is, is also quite, I would say, quite different. Yeah. Um, you were born and raised in Johor, and then, um, but you decided to open your first restaurant in Penang. Why? Why is that, and not in Johor, in your own birthplace? I mean, from a down south boy, when I was kids, you know, and uh, like north part of Malaysia, it, it, it always brings us a lot of curiosity for for down south boys like us. You know? When we get the chance to travel here, we, we feel it's very special here. And, and uh, I mean, it's not like KL, you know, we go KL very often. So the, those kind of curiosity, I think, I think probably that's a reason that me to, to decide to, to come to Penang when I, to, to be the first point when I decide to come back to Malaysia to, to, to continue my career as a chef. Yeah, I think. And I never, I mean, anyway, that, that was my first first job in Malaysia when I decided to come back in Malaysia. Yeah, I, I would say the curiosity, you know, and and the kind of heritage and sense being, yeah. Back then when you started, the fine dining concept was still pretty fresh and new in on this island. How did the idea to start come about? Um, I think the first point come about the cooking. I decided to do something uh, more related to my own roots, you know, as Malaysian, no matter the produce, the cooking inspirations, and all kind of fundamentals. So, so the thing start from the cooking, then next to the concept. Then when we started, we, we we try to use as much as the local produce we can and get different kind of local inspiration from different kind of aspects, you know, no matter the farmers, the the markets, or your staff or different or your colleagues or different kind of people you Malaysian you met every day. Yeah. So that's why we where we started. And then I mean from time to time we, we get a chance to sharpen our cuisine from bit by bit. And we explore more different kind of local producer in different sense, you know, like local chocolate maker, caviar maker, uh, different kind of vegetable farmer from Camera Highlands, you know. Uh, more 
I would say they are more they are more uh, professional or details in their work, you know, as a producer because they they know that works very well. Yeah, so these are the kind of people we explore in, in this in this these four years, and this helps us a lot for our kind of cuisine. You know, when because things like that, you, you you as a chef, you need things to cook. You need to find the good stuff to cook. You need to find the, the right produce to cook. I think that's very important for us. That's one point, and also, I mean, when we started, the 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 the, the gun cuisine was still because that's where 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 how I trained, where I trained. You know, the, 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 it's, like you say, it's still very European because my training was very European. Right? That's where I travel to work. So and that that's how I started. Even the cuisine when we started was also like that. So from time to time, when we get to stay in Malaysia, uh, I myself stay in Malaysia for a longer time and, and I get approached and I, I, I hang out with Malaysian more and more than the cuisine go to, to the directions to become more Malaysian and Malaysian because uh, we try to use the change the cooking to towards uh, the way how Malaysia cook the food by product in our ways. You know? we, we, we try to use things in the commerce, those kind of ways in the commerce kitchen to cook the things and you will realize that the food is getting, I mean, it's like that, you know, from basic to what you present to the tables. If you, from from the kitchen, if you use everything you brought in, of course, when you present from the zero element to the complete products, if you use that, then then, then the guests can feel that that's the, what, you, what you're trying to do is whether Asian or European. But once you use things to be more local, even so it's on your way and you can feel at the end. You can feel all that on the plates. Yeah, that I will see that what's the major transition between this four year focus. Yeah, mm. Gun is known for creating sophisticated foods with local ingredients, like you said, from Cameron Highlands and what you see around the neighborhood. How how do you highlight this each ingredient? For example, we take a uh, ginger from Ayatam. How do you highlight this and make this produce as the star of the show? Okay, I mean, yes, we use, as good, we use local produce, but we try to use as much as the real local produce, like neighborhood produce, which where it's like produce around us, I mean, in Penang or in this northern region. So, few of the highlight ingredients, were, I mean, Aitan ginger flower definitely is one of the most significant from Penang. So, because it's spiciness and the, the sharpness of the ginger taste. So we, I mean, we use them in a different sense. You know, we we, we mostly we use them for for marinated foods to and or even for soup to to bring out the the. I mean, to highlight the other ingredients because it's special. You, know? you, you you don't really find no matter the ayam ginger or the ginger for pentong. You you. I mean, you, I travel around the world a few countries, but you don't really, you never get a chance to to find a ginger like that. You know, this a lot a lot of chefs might say that you know, no matter the foreign chef or the local chef. I think from past few years, people always said that Malaysia we don't have a really good local ingredients, but it's just the problem of perspective, you know, and like depends what you what you're looking for. If you're looking the kind of good European ingredients in Malaysia, it doesn't really make sense. You need to find the good local ingredients in Malaysia. You can find plenty. You can find plenty, but just whether you know to how you know whether you know how to use it, you know to correct to use it. I think that 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 is the question. Yeah. 
The last time we spoke, you, you talked about how the relationship between the ingredient and its identity, how, like you mentioned, if you want to say um, fresh strawberries in Malaysia, it's not as sweet as the one that you find overseas. And when you use these ingredients, then you use sugar to make um, the strawberry taste sweeter, but that's just kind of like not the correct way to use it. Can you talk a bit more about that? Because where we are in Malaysia, the climate, you know, the, the whole situation makes us the produce in in certain identities, you know, the taste, the, the, the structures, like example, like what you just mentioned, strawberry. Uh, our strawberry is not as sweet as the other strawberry from the global climate countries. But it's sour. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's not good. You, know? you can use that in, in the other way. Uh, I, think, I think even for, for, for straight consumption, I think it's still very personal. Not, everyone, probably most people prefer sweet strawberry, but even by myself, I like sour strawberry. Okay. Beside that, you know, beside that, you still can use the sour strawberry in a lot of things, preserve, pickle, and yeah, like put in sugar for macerate to make it sweet. You know? Yeah, there's plenty of where you can do many things for that. And and this is kind of Malaysian identity strawberry, the sourness is something you can't, you couldn't get it from the other colder climate. So uh, for me, this is kind of treasure, you know. And it depends how you explore the treasure to your cooking. This is just, the strawberry is just one of the examples. Yeah, because we, we, we choose to open a restaurant, we choose to cook here, I mean, locally in Malaysia, then you should discover the, the kind of identity for all these produce to your cooking. Yeah, you shouldn't just, you shouldn't forget the, the, the real identity, like the city says, sourness, and we try to uh, really want to stick with those kind of sweetness, then and then I, I think it, it, it just it, it just just doesn't get a point for for what you really can shine out the, the local ingredients. Yeah. Penang is known for quick, cheap, amazing hawker food, and that's what also most Malaysians grow up with. How do you go about the challenges of introducing the fine dining culture to the local people here? Yeah, this one, of course, that's one of the crucial points. But I think it's just it's just one of the stage. You know, it's just our current stage. But it doesn't. And I think I, I mean it's been four years. Not not I, I'm not just four years. You know, since I come back to Malaysia and arrived Penang is almost uh, is getting six years, and I see a lot of improvements. You know, it's definitely a different stage from. I mean, the current set definitely different from from the stage when I just came back to Malaysia, and things have improved a lot. In you don't just forget, Penang is not just a city; it's also a place of for tourism. You know, it's, it's never just a place for local. Even so, I think the locals is still very important for the restaurants. You know, the, the regular supports and the the understanding is also very important because I I mean, from where my past experience and travel experience. I, uh, a city, I mean, the, the kind of food, no matter local food or finding food, you need to, it's very important to get the local recognition to, because if you want the, the, the outside people to recognize you, of course, you need to get your own people to recognize yourself first. I think that's, that's the, somehow it's very important. And I think, yeah, that I would say I, that from this point, even from this point, I see a lot of improvement from, the past six years and yeah we, we can't just see things from from now I mean 
we have to see things from for the future. I think things will get improved bit by bit, you know. And because when a lot of people tra- travel to this city, yes, they, 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 they travel. That, that, that probably that's the main reason they travel here for the local food. That probably is the main reason they travel here for. But I think it's nowadays it's not just the only reason because the situation has changed. You know, not we have more more restaurants coming up. Lots of local talents, you know, they they choose to coming back to this island. Different concept, yeah. In a different concept, you know, it's this is not like always. We if you want to eat find any food, you probably have those kind of choices. One or two two choices, and you only go to have steaks and and salads and some soup and just dessert, something like that. When when it comes to all of these, but now it's different. You have different kind of concept. You can have Italian, different type of Italian food, different French food, or different kind of uh, innovative cuisine. Where what what it is similar to what I'm doing now. You know, you have just more and more. And I think this kind of talents when they're coming back, they raise the bar of the whole uh, dining scene. And so, yeah, I think the people make. It's no matter the the people who make it or the people who who spend the money come to the restaurant both side you know they make the whole the whole things improve and keep going and yeah and, and I think that's very really important the whole environment has changed even have, we have more five star and luxury hotels coming you know when the, these these people they come for staycations they they can't I mean they can't eat the the hawker food for three meals and for three days trip or the whole weekend, you know, they have to find something else to to make them their planning experience more complete and better. Yeah, that's I think all this will drive for a better direction and and the whole dining scene to even improve. Yeah. I watched a video a few days ago about how um a fine dining restaurant they prep their meals behind the scenes, like how each toast is measured and cut into the same size or how each cabbage is weighed accordingly before it's cooked. Um, and I see how delicate it is. And I myself has experienced pers- uh, fine dine as well. And the experience was amazing, how I was treated as a customer, um, how they explain and how it's played so intricately, like what you have said, the amount of care that's put into it. But Asian cuisine is usually served in abundance a lot. Like, wow steamboat or like a plate of fried noodles you know it's more for sustenance and indulgence while fine dine is more on to quality and appreciation of the ingredients and how they work together so how do you get people to understand that fine dine is not your usual asian food and it's it's also pretty expensive and not a lot of people not most most malaysians would agree to it uh, what do you have to say about that? Uh, first of all, you know we are here not trying to make people to understand what we do. We, we, we are we are not coming to this point. So yeah, that that's where I was trying. You know, is everything is so precise. You know, you have to cut everything by a certain centimeter. You have to set up everything. It have to be right by right or by left, or you know, have to stuff in this way, things like that. I guess that's the fundamental. You know, certain things is still within the principle and the the, the ways. But because again, you are in Malaysia, you are in Penang. You know, you have to blend into the culture. 
it, it's, it's, that's why I say we are not coming here to make to ask people to understand us. You have to we are we are feeding ourselves into the cultures and the whole environment. You know, you 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 want the people come to your restaurants to dine in a way like and enjoy the good food, they enjoy the good service. But sometimes they're not coming here to to lecture to lecture them how to eat and how or how to dine. That's not what we want to do. We want the people just enjoy food and enjoy the service, you know, and talk with us like friends, you know, share with us how they how they think the restaurant, um, everything, just like a friends, you know. It's just a friends. Uh, they come to a place, they play, they pay, they pay the meal, and we cook for them. It's 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 nothing to that way, you know. We, we want to lecture the guests, let them to understand how to eat things, things like that. I I don't think that that, that that's the right way. To run the restaurant. What is the most interesting flavor pairing you have ever come across in your time as a chef? I have done quite a lot of flavor combination in a bit. Uh, yeah, if you ask me now, it's it's probably it's hard for me to to memorize one. But from the guest comment or perspective, probably it's one of the dessert. It's always on our menu. It's it's actually inspiration for my mom again. And it's a pineapple, it's a dessert with pineapple and soy sauce and chili. But I I think probably sounds a bit very familiar for for certain locals, especially Chaozhou people, because it's kind of their culture, it's their heritage food. So basically how they how they enjoy it is like they, they have the chunk of pineapples and just with chili body and soy sauce. Sometimes people put a little bit sugar, that's how the people enjoy it at home. But, not, but here we transfer it, we make it to a dessert and serve it to the guests. But we, we, we remain all type of elements, the soy sauce and the spiciness from chili body. And yeah, we make it to a dessert, but we make it in a gelato form and, and pie and some pickled pineapple and soy reductions. So the element is there, you know, and for some of the people who never experienced this at their culture or from their past experience or their childhoods that they found it, you know, it's a weird, probably it's a weird combination. Some people like it, some people don't like it because they, they think that this shouldn't be spicy. I mean, that, that's the kind of mindset. I mean, yeah, again, it's related to the, our last question. Nobody going to teach you what uh, infinite, what type of food going to be served or what type of ingredient you can use or what type of combination you should use for the final restaurant. I think that shouldn't be that kind of formula to present in 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 any in any form for the restaurants. Yeah. So yeah. We, we can choose our ingredients, what to cook and what to place and what to use in the restaurants. And the guests should, should come open mind to enjoy that. And of course you can share with us your comments and feedbacks. We have happy to accept that because we are not here to lecture you and you're not, not here to understand what we're trying to do also, you know, I think we just need to communicate. <laughs> open mind. I think open mind, like you said, it's, yeah. it's the yeah. key. Gun was the only restaurant in Penang voted into the 51 to 100 list of Asia's best restaurants 2021. How did that make you feel? Um, it is a good recognition. It is a, it's a very good recognition. I mean, I think the most important is it drives, uh, it gives a good recognition for, for the efforts of all the all the team members that you know they have been paired off, especially in this situation, 
So my term stipulates, you know, being a chef or being a FMB player is still, I mean, you're still playing an inventory role for, for this industry. So, yeah, to make them feel like they, they can just keep going in this industry. I think that's, for me, that's the most important things, I mean, the impact we get from this award. Yeah. And again, you know, it's, it's a good recognition for what we have been done. You know, at least uh, some people recognize what we do and what we're trying to cook, what we're trying to do it with our restaurants. Yeah. Even though with these situations, we, we can't get much. I mean, besides, I would say that you give the stuff of good feeling. I mean, for business one, you probably don't get that because you're still within the lockdown. You don't get much. You don't you don't really see much impact for that. But uh, I mean, but there's again, there's a lot of things we, we can't see things from just 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 like that. And yeah. Anyway, it's still a good thing. <laughs> what do you like most about being a chef? Again, you know, I, I like I, I love food. I love I love to eat and I love to that that's family, that 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 makes me love to cook and the process and when you try, especially what I'm doing now with Kurt, you know, what we're trying to do, the recipes is is the formulas is you have nothing to to follow. You basically have to come up with your own flavor combinations because what we're trying to do is you don't have a reference to follow and you have to try your things out and the the result might uh, won't be like what you expect all the time, you know. Sometimes I can go the other way. So I think that 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 that's the interesting part. That's also the interesting part, like uh, yeah, that make the whole job interesting. And because because things are unexpected, and so you can always improve, and you can always find even from the unexpected thing, you can find certain things to be you know to explore another new combination. So for me, that's very interesting. Do you think being the chef, you carry a huge weight on your shoulders? Like you are the leader in the kitchen. You always got to be the visionary and the person to lead your team. Uh, yes and no. I mean, of course, I, I'm their leaders. You know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the chef. You know, I have to tell them what is right and wrong. Is it's, it's, it's good for them, you know. It's, if they, they do something wrong, don't, don't tell them. And it's actually your fault as well. You know? when, when they go, when they come out from here, they, they will bring this impact to, to anywhere else. I mean, they, they go for the next. That, that's not good. And yeah, as long as they, they are within your, your guidance, it is, it's, it's your responsibility to, to guide them to the right way. Do you have any advice for aspiring chefs who's listening to the podcast? Yeah. I mean, if you choose to be this for your career and you, or you choose to be studying this course, you know, and just, just, just stick with it. And no matter how the situation now is bad and, you know, just, just keep on going because if you stop this now and you think that you stop this and, and, and just rest it for a while and you come back. The, 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 I mean, the situation won't change. I mean, if you want to be a good chef, you have, you have to put, go through all this and, and it, it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, Johnson, for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. I'm sure the listeners is going to find this very valuable as well. All right, thank you. Thank you, Cassie. You have just listened to Foodie Canteen. Special thanks to Chef Johnson for sharing his story. The show is produced by me, your host, Castle Lim, and co-written by Mei Rui Kwa. Foodie Canteen podcast is made possible by the excellent team at Good Foodie Media. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Foodie Canteen for more. Follow us for brand new episodes every Friday. Thanks for listening. 